0: It's not heresy, it's, come on. No, it's Harris' Son. Wow! They gave us nothing but tradition and no argument. All they did was get on this stage, yell real loud, and set a straw man on fire. Okay, now, this is... I... I I was... not impressed.
1: (laughs) Respectfully, that sounds like a little bit of a dodge. I'm claiming victory. Where I come from, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence.
2: Why is this so difficult?
1: Welcome to Trinity Radio. I'm Braxton Hunter, and along with me is Jonathan Pritchett. And today we're talking about YouTube commenters, specifically atheist YouTube commenters. We're looking at you.
2: This is the first word.
1: I'm Braxton Hunter, and I do not endorse this message. While I agree with the brilliant Professor Crawford, my thoughts on the label atheist are borne out during my debate with Matt Dillahunty. Nevertheless, understanding the use of the term in an academic way has value. The revisionist
2: definition of atheism is conceptualized as a lack of belief in God. However, this is philosophically useless, as it makes no claim in regard to external reality. It is merely a statement regarding one's own psychological disposition. However, no one is concerned with psychological states during formal debate or actual discussion. But it gets worse. If atheism is redefined as a lack of belief in God, then atheism could be true and the proposition, God exists, could also be true simultaneously. In other words, atheism and theism could be true at the same time, but it gets worse. Perhaps one of the most ironic aspects of redefining atheism as merely a lack of belief in God is once thought upon it does not even enjoy the privilege of even being true or false. It cannot be either. For instance, think upon it. Is the statement lack of belief in God true or is it false? It is neither. Unless it is predicated of something in particular The very definition of this sort of atheism does not even carry enough weight or rise to the level of being classified as either true or false. For example, is the statement lack of spaghetti true or false? Neither. The statement or idea cannot even be true or false until it's actually predicated of something in particular. Think of how radically odd such a thing would be. I've been pondering existence is atheism true or do you think it's false well Ted atheism proper being a lack of belief in God is neither true nor false uh, again to see the absurdity let us simply do this in the reverse we define theism as not lacking belief in God within this revised definition theism could be true not lacking belief in God And there not be a God. So, as newly defined, the supposed truth of theism is thoroughly compatible with the truth of God's non-existence. Now, of course, we may redefine terms in order to fit a particular agenda. But if we desire genuine philosophical discussion, let us not play such games. And now, today's topic.
0: And we're back to the main show. Uh, thank you for sticking with us. Uh, this was an interesting thing that you uh, discovered. This was your first debate, I think, that was on video,
1: right? No, but it's the first debate on video since... we. Oh, ha- no, the Alvarez debate was on yeah, video. Yeah, th- and all of them were supposed to be on video. Yeah. But this is the first one where, you know, it was actually uploaded to YouTube when it was done. Right. So that you know, this generation of YouTube atheists could, you know, go at the red meat that was thrown out there to them.
0: Yeah, so it was quite interesting, though, when when you read the YouTube comments uh, after a debate, I experienced um, the uh, most unpleasant of Christians uh, after my debate was posted. Leighton Flowers and I got called all sorts of horrible things. Yes, let Uh, me
1: say something there. For all of you YouTube atheists who have found our channel, first of all, welcome to Trinity Radio. Glad you're here. We really are glad you're here. And if anything is personally offensive to you, that is not our intent. Um, There may be some things that we say that are critical of particular sorts of persons, screen names, and comments, but uh, we don't mean to personally insult you unless you're one of those people and you know who you are. Yeah, I mean, if
0: you feel insulted, you probably should because, you know, it's like Cinderella in the glass slipper, you
1: know. (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying that you're all Cinderella, but... If the shoe fits. Yeah. So anyway, um, Jonathan Pritchett my colleague and co-host here on Trinity Radio, is also a debater. Yeah. But uh, whereas I focus almost exclusively on Christian apologetics, uh, Dr. Pritchett is in the world of New Testament studies, and so that means that his debates are going to be with people of different theological persuasions.
0: Well, I hope to, you know. Yeah, I well, like I debating. mean,
1: he's an apologist too and everything. Yeah, but, I don't uh, mind debating But anything. here's the thing. So if you're into That's easy. seeing how, you know, one of the things that Matt Dillahunty and a lot of different uh, atheists will often point out is well, all of you Christians disagree with each other, therefore Christianity is false, somehow. Um, I, I, well, a lot of you atheists disagree with each other, so I guess Christianity is true! Hey, look at that! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or at least uh, there is a God. No, uh, but that actually... Reminds... Well, well, we'll get there. What do you yeah. define as an atheist? Well, we'll
0: no. At... No, I was just saying that that reminds me of the level of argumentation that we found in the YouTube comments mm-hmm. when people are wondering why we don't really respond much except for my flippant comments is because you're really not worth responding to. No offense. It well, is, it's
1: not that you intrinsically are not worth or valued enough to respond to. It's just that your comment No, if was you start absurd. a comment
0: with, with, oh, you're so dishonest and mean and, and <laughs> wicked and you're trying to p- pull the world into your co- blah, 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 No, you're not worth our time. Well,
1: I'm drawing an ontological distinction. Yeah. They're made in the image of God. They're worth responding to. But not at that moment. Right. (laughs) That comment is not worth responding to. But anyway, the point I want to make is Dr. Pritchett has debates, and one of those is on this channel. So you can go to our debates stream, um, and you can uh, check that out. Uh, Also, Leighton Flowers, most of the – or at least probably a third of the comments in the YouTube thread were upset with the moderator, Leighton Flowers. Well, guess what? Leighton Flowers debates, too. And Jonathan Pritchett and Leighton Flowers teamed debate. up for yeah. a debate with two people who, like a lot of the YouTube atheists, uh, agree that Dr. Jonathan Pritchett and Leighton are idiots. And so yeah. you can go listen to yeah. some people and, tell them and, that. And if you're a
0: nice, friendly neighborhood atheist, um, I, 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 I'm the first to say um, that as poorly behaved as many of the atheists are in our comments— Yes, I 100% agree with you that you can find Christians that are just as horrible and behave just as poorly. So I I do want to say to the 90s... Not as many in this comment thread, I'll tell you that. But but I was going to say, if if, uh, atheists such as uh, Shermer or uh, Christians such as Hunter want to uh, claim that atheists are generally nice, friendly, productive citizens, uh, the YouTube comment section... Stands as empirical evidence against this claim that, in general, because the, the atheist population is somewhere around five percent, and if all of them, you know, are if you have over a thousand different people, uh, you can get a good that that that's polling data for well, ABC I, polling. So you can get a sense that how this is a good cross section of of uh, uh, of the demographic yeah, of atheism. Yeah, I, I don't think so. You can, You don't think so? I I don't
1: think. I appreciate the point you're trying to make, but I don't think think, so. You
0: you think YouTube just attracts the worst Yeah, YouTube
1: is a subcategory. It's a sample size that is of a particular demographic, and that is people that comment on YouTube. I mean, for example, let's go ahead and get into that part of this. So so some people have said, isn't it amazing that none of the Christians are here supporting Braxton? We don't see very many Christians uh, commenting here in the comment stream. You want to know why? Because most people don't comment in YouTube comments. Most people go watch the debate, and they're like, hey, that was an enjoyable debate. And they move on with their lives. Well, there's an agenda here with the— Because they're not self-conscious about the arguments. Yeah,
0: there's an agenda here with the YouTube atheists. I I really do think that uh, it it is a form of therapy session for them to get out there. They think that by typing, you know, uh, horrible things towards you and— dismissing everything you say and all that, that makes them feel uh, better about themselves. And, and they have a need for that. And, I, and I'm happy to be there for them. I'm happy that we provide that service. They obviously need this catharsis, and we're providing that. So we're providing a public service, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy if it makes you feel better. The, the problem is, is is, some of them really think that what they say matters. That That's one problem. The, the second problem is they think that they've affected your day somehow. You yeah. Yeah. Whereas with, with it doesn't affect you at all. With me, it gives me oh, I'm going to exacerbate this and, and make you go
1: even more crazy. And it, it doesn't affect my day either.
0: So, but but well, it's a, just what is the yeah.
1: what is the psychology of? And there are Christians who do it. I found one. I yeah. found one Christian on my thread, and maybe two on the on Matt's thread. You know, of the YouTube comments sections. Who actually like did this and what and only one of them that I found was rude on the level that these people. I mean, talk about rude. What's shocking to me is Matt says. No, I wanted I've to heard, give him. I've heard Matt comments. say <laughs> that uh, the worst of humanity lives in the YouTube comment section of his videos. Oh, he, he said that. He says that, yeah. and yet it's like they don't care. They're like, yeah, and we're gonna keep it up. I, I don't. <laughs> I found one Christian who had the vicious you know, level that this guy did. Most of the Christians were just trying to honestly, no, 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 look at the evidence here. Let me let me talk to you about this. And let me some respond atheists. To what he said. Yeah, and there were some atheists, and I do want to get to them because I'm currently having great conversations with the nice atheists yes. who were complimentary and who really want to understand what am I saying to see if it holds water. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. That's someone who's genuinely on a search yeah, for evidence. Yeah, they're carrying on the yeah.
0: conversation, which is what we want, we want to keep having the conversation, but what we don't want is this, oh, you're a dishonest car salesman. Yeah,
1: yeah. but that, that's – okay, so let's talk about the ridiculous comments before we get to the sensible or okay. not as ridiculous comments. Okay. And then there are sensible ones. So first of all, here's what I really don't understand. I The claim that I'm dishonest because you don't like my arguments. Okay, this is – what kind of weird – what's the syllogism for this? Yeah, I don't like his arguments. If if I don't like his arguments, then he's dishonest. I don't like his arguments. Therefore, he's dishonest. What I talk... Okay, we'll get to the gish gallop in a minute. But another thing is, he's dishonest. These are things I've heard. He's dishonest because he thumbs-ups comments that he likes.
0: (laughs) On his own channel. On my channel.
1: (laughs) That dishonest jerk... What in the world? Of course I do. So do you probably, you know? Yeah. I mean, at least I look at an atheist comment that's full of vulgarity and maybe some slurs and other things. And it's got 50 thumbs ups, you know? That, yeah. So I'm dishonest because I do that. I pinned your post
0: yeah.
1: uh, for a little short time. It didn't last long because I had an article I wanted to pin and some other things. Yeah. But uh, but they're at least dishonest because he pinned this guy's comment. That is a function of YouTube. Yeah.
0: Despite the name of our channel, I'm a part of this channel too. All yeah, right? right. I wanted to make a comment. I, I just, wanted
1: you to be known. I wanted yeah. people to know who you were. Yeah. Plus, I agreed Hate with you. Hate
0: me, not him. He's.
1: I mean, that's typically how it is. Right. That's typically the way we spin this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't um, care. You know,
0: I, I, I don't take Twitter and YouTube seriously. Here's another one. Yeah. You
1: know? He's in it for the money, just like all these Christians. Oh, Lord. I'm rolling in money, guys. Let me tell you something.
0: Well, you're a seminary president. You oh, have must to be, be rolling. rolling in money, right? Oh <laughs> yeah. my
1: gosh. Let me tell you something. I am. I'm not going to toot my own horn that much. People that know me. Oh, that's another thing. I'm arrogant, which anyone who knows me knows. Everything's arrogant these days. Right. You yeah. assert anything with confidence. Are that just yeah. that, that's the claim of weak-minded people. So so I, I, I'm arrogant. I don't. I'm not that kind of person. But I will tell you this. I know enough to know that I'm a reasonably intelligent guy. I'm not necessarily always the smartest guy in the room, but I but but I, I work hard at it. And I can tell you something. I could do something with my life and make a heck of a lot more money. Yes, than you I could. If
0: do. people saw the 1990s model maroon pickup truck that you drive. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I know part of that's the Tennessee folksy thing. You just like yeah. trucks, you know. Uh,
1: but, but I'm thinking... If Braxton's got money, he's not paying me enough, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And honestly, like I'll tell you this, I had an opportunity just a few years ago to go to a an absolute mega church in Texas. How about that? Uh, by the way, people keep saying I'm a Texas preacher. Okay, I'm 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 Tennessee, not. Come on. I'm not from Texas. I'm from Tennessee and I currently live in Indiana. The godless north, right? <laughs> so, so don't, uh, don't, don't. Anyway, uh, but I had a chance to go to a mega church and I know what my salary was going to be, and it was. Higher than yours, not currently. twice what I'm getting now, but a heck of a lot more than what right, I'm getting. Closer now. to that, and I didn't do it. And you know why? Because the God that you think it's so silly that we believe in, I believe He wanted me here. So you can think I'm delusional, but dishonest uh, yeah, that's in it for the weird. money doesn't doesn't work.
0: Yeah, dishonest as if you don't believe what you're really saying. You know, that's
1: the equivalent of, yeah. and they hate this when guys like Sy, Tim, Bruggen, Kate say, "You know, there's a God." Yeah. and you're just being dishonest with yourself. Okay, I don't say that to people. Right. I, I take it that when people tell me they don't believe, I, I tend to believe people. Right. But, but but here's the thing, that is the equivalent. When you say to a Christian they're dishonest because they're presenting reasons they believe in God. And
0: isn't it curious that the same crowd that is indignant yeah. about that right. are the same ones hurling it at you? It's just it's the, the amount of this is what i'm saying this is what i was trying to make there there's just the 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 faulty thinking involved in almost every comment makes it just i mean it's what we would do all day if we wanted to actually give it the the attention we and of course we didn't read all of them there's hundreds of them but but we did read a sampling of it it was enough to know uh yeah this is ridiculous now the gish gallop thing i do want to address that Explain what that is. Well, there was apparently I had to look this up because this is one of those subvocabulary terms for the for the you know for the in group of Mm -hmm. internet YouTube atheism bumper sticker crowd, Mm -hmm. and so it's apparently named after uh, a uh, young Young Earth creationist creationist. named Gish, Doctor Gish or Mister. I don't even know. Uh, And anyway, it's a a different way of saying the argument from verbosity, which is to just throw out a whole ton of arguments that's unreasonable for any one person to respond to within a certain amount of time, within a reasonable amount of time. Now what I find interesting about this is that William Lane Craig offers five, five lines of evidence in a typical debate. You offered three lines of evidence. The, the idea that you're just throwing out so much information and only three arguments, not five, makes this f- ring very hollow. And I'm sorry if Twitter and YouTube and social media has made their brains shrink to where they can't get their head around three arguments over the span of 20 minutes. But that's not gish galloping. That's, no. That's you giving—that's that, you— Narrowing the scope, right? It was, it was that, we, that's right. I yeah.
1: expected, honestly, I anticipated yeah. that that could be a criticism from uh, Matt, and the reason is because I'd heard him s- not. I'd heard him say before that typically what an apologist does is he comes out. I, you know, in my day we called it shotgunning with evidence, yeah. where you throw out so much stuff that they can't get to all of it, and then you say, "See, they didn't answer X, Y, and Z." Now I was accused of that too, and we'll get back to that. But here's the thing. Now, and wait.
0: In fairness, there is a method called cumulative case apologetics where you actually do that. You say, here's a piece of data, here's a piece of Right, right. And that probably wouldn't work for a formal debate. It's more useful. For that reason. Yeah. Uh, because in an in a evangelistic conversation, you can have lots of hours to sit one-on-one and <clears throat> In dialogue, yeah. if they're willing, but in the debate you wanted to get down to the classical evidences, but but you introduce a new one and then, then the evidence for the resurrection, yeah. and so you focus the thing, which is what scholars do is they try to narrow the focus of the research inquiry and 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 settle around that. Mm-hmm. In twenty minutes, three arguments. That's, that's yeah. So not...
1: so Matt, let's let's think about this. So, so I presented burden. an argument from free will, yeah. the Kalam cosmological argument and a resurrection case. Yeah, Three arguments. What did Matt do? He presented an argument from personal experience mm-hmm. <laughs> where he basically told his testimony right. of deconversion, which came with a ton of uh, bumper sticker-type atheist Sluggins. things that that you might call arguments. They were as much arguments as his arguments were arguments, and that's not an insult to him. It's just that he doesn't typically... It's part of his way, and it's a perfectly fine method of, of having a discussion. So I'm not criticizing you, Matt, but Matt will... Never give you premises and a conclusion. What he does, which is helpful in a debate, by the way, but what he'll do is he'll say, uh, he'll just say a bunch of stuff, you know? And that's shotgunning too, if ever there is, because you're you're giving me a, a narrative of your life of deconversion, which includes things that we might consider arguments. And then after that, he came back and gave two things. That could be well one thing that could be framed as an argument, hiddenness? the hiddenness argument. That's that's really great. He yeah. gave a kind of a folksy, casual description of Schellenberg's divine hiddenness thing, yeah. which uh, which which anyway. And then he moved on to um, talk about uh, what he called inconsistent revelation, which is basically Christians disagree. Therefore, I shouldn't believe. Christianity's true or something, um, so which is a non sequitur, right? But all those things, yeah. And I came back and said that, yeah, you know what? Every single Orthodox Christian right. in history has believed that God exists and God exists anyway, from the dead. Not reliving the, but the debate. Point, no, no. The point exactly is, the point the of it is, yeah. he he listed out a bunch of things. If anybody's gish galloping, which I'm not accusing him of, yeah. it's him as much as me. He gave three arguments basically. No, not him. I as gave much three as you. arguments.
0: Three arguments is not gish. Three ar- If you can't get your head around three arguments, stop watching the video and go start learning how to read books. Because, I mean, you know, it, that's just, that's ridiculous. And it's not ever as much because, like you said, he did shotgun for 15 minutes and then try to rein it in. And I think that he admitted in that first video response that he's done. He hasn't done the full one, but, yeah, I don't think that... He said he did some things wrong. Yeah. But, anyway, it's not about him. It's about these the, the inconsistent and faulty logic and reasoning among the, the, the complainers to you. So one but of the we're reason- giving you attention. This is what you wanted. You wanted, you wanted attention. You wanted to howl at the moon, so we're, here you go. So what were, what, what... Come back and... What they're
1: saying is a uh, gish gallop, but one of the reasons they're saying it appears that way is because I talked fast. Now, I did talk fast. In fact, uh, here's where in the future I'll maybe try to not do that. But that's not to suit y'all's preferences. That's just, just, just because it's more easy for people who've never heard this stuff to follow. You YouTube atheists can go to your settings and turn it down to 0.5 if you want to listen to it <laughs> slow or watch it over again. Uh, but here's the thing. Uh, I did speak fast, and I did cover a lot of ground, but I only covered three arguments. And uh, it, it, so it wasn't that packed. The only reason I spoke as fast as I did was to then further explain, for clarity's sake, those pretty basic Arguments. Yeah. So the Gallop thing is just... Is just. We've, I think what they do is they come into these YouTube comments. So I'm going to give you a great example of this. I think what they do is they come into these YouTube comments, and they already have these things that they say in every debate. Because yeah. you can go to Mike Lycona's debate. You can go to Eric Hernandez, Blake, Genta, whoever that he's debating. And it's
0: not just you, Matt Dillahunty debates. It's any debate you find on the internet. Yeah,
1: YouTube. but I'm. But yeah. we're focusing on these right now. Yeah. They've got these things they always say. And one of those is... Uh, if Matt got up on the stage and belched into the microphone, they would say Matt won, right? right. And there'll be people on this that will comment and say, "Yeah, because he didn't have to give any evidence and whatever." And then there will be, and then there they also say the Gish Gallop thing. This is another thing they say that illustrates that this this is good evidence that this is what's going on. No matter where you go, they'll say, same old, same old, same old, warmed-over, apologetic arguments that we've been hearing for centuries that were debunked forever ago. Nothing new here. And as I live and die, go look in the comments. There are multiple comments where somebody goes, same old arguments we've always heard. They've been debunked. There's nothing new here. And I hate this new free will (laughs) argument that I've never heard before. You know? So that
0: tells me... You guys are just... The first paragraph th- is copy-paste, and then yeah. they add a little bit...
1: Uh, yeah, I'm not saying they actually copy-paste, but mentally they're copy pasting. Right. You right. know, that's 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 what's going on.
0: Now, what's interesting is uh, I've never found these debunks. It seems like every time the Kalam cosmological argument is trotted out, it usually triumphs. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, we never see, we saw it. We saw in this debate uh, even just the philosophical defenses. Forget cosmology and all that other stuff. Uh, even the philosophical... just. Caused your opponent to fall over himself. He didn't even know how to answer it. Um, which raises an interesting thing that I noticed in the complaints that it shows me that these people have not thought much about the world they live in. And that is only science can give you evidence and knowledge. Philosophical arguments are not evidence. Mm. Now, what's interesting about this is, number one, the only way you can support that science is, if you say that without utter embarrassment, and I don't think Matt said this in the debate. He just said he yeah. wants something comparable to science yeah. for other means. But that, that, that amounts to the same thing, is that you need, the only way you can support that is not with science. Mm-hmm. You have to make a philosophical argument to give evidence why science is the right. only way. Because Your claim it, rel- well, right, is self-refuting. It's self-refuting. And, and, and such a basic blunder shows the, the ceiling of intellect in most of these YouTube comments who say philosophical arguments aren't evident. Of course they're evidence. Now, you may not think they're good evidence, but that, that has to be hashed out. It, it seems like yeah. every time it's tried to hash out, it, the, the, the critics of the argument actually end up looking worse. Would you like to know yeah. a good
1: definition of evidence? Yeah, The available body of facts or information indicating whether a belief or proposition is true or valid. Yeah, That says nothing about it, it has to be something Science. sciencey. It doesn't yeah. say anything about it. you have to be able to put it into a beaker or run a goes, Ghostbuster thing over right. it. And it goes or, back to what we said last,
0: yeah. w- last week about the difference between data and evidence.
1: I'm being... Yeah. I don't like it. I'm being too snarky. I'm, no, uh, I'm well, not typically this snarky. You've earned
0: it because <laughs> you've been disparaged beyond. You, you've yeah. had a you've had a, a verbal flogging for. I mean, yeah. again, it doesn't bother new, you. But. New
1: cuss words. I thought at 38 years old, I'd heard all the cuss words. Yeah, I learned new cuss words. Can you believe it? <laughs> from from these YouTube atheists, there's been slurs toward mentally disabled people. Yeah. There's been. I mean, it's it's. Yeah, well, you find out where the real bigots are. Yeah. Uh, right, and yeah. so. Um, so here, so we're Deal gonna get it. so let's talk about some of the actual salient, like, reasonable, Just kidding. reasonable really. uh, questions that sensible atheists who are nice people. Because I do believe that you're getting a subset. Your 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 research population is right. horrible. There are nice atheists and skeptics who help little ladies across the street. So pay we their addressed taxes. all the bad
0: ones. As, no, we didn't. Eleven hundred eleven hundred comment. But no, those were generally. I think we did. I think. They all revolved around those same three things that we addressed. The overwhelming majority that I read was... But
1: let's move out of the mother's basement of those kind of people. <laughs> and let's, talk, let's move away from World of Warcraft and let's talk about sensible skeptics who really want to have a conversation are nice people. Yeah. Okay? The kind of person that if I met them, we'd be nice to each other. Okay? Yeah. So, so here we go. Um, first of all, a lot of people had the problem with God and free will. So I'm going to let you actually answer this. I've answered it for some people in the comment section, and I'm going to be doing a show. We're going to be doing a show uh, with Leighton Flowers, the yeah. that darn moderator, here in a little while. So uh, why don't you answer this? So, and if I need to add anything to it, I will. But uh, if God, if God is God and He knows everything, He will do. Yeah. Well, He can't have free will. That's just absurd. There's no way He can have a libertarian freedom, if if He knows what He will do. And he must always do the only the best the right thing, yeah. and, and then I, and then furthermore, if he knows everything you and I will do, then we don't have any free will.
0: Well, let's take the first part of that first that he knows what he will do. N- number one, knowledge is not causation, and and there's there's and and it, if you accept divine timelessness, which we do, sans creation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm.
1: There is which is not infinity, which Matt yeah. didn't understand, right? It sounded like—I need to jump in here because—and we're going to talk about infinity in a moment, but he kept—there was this point in the debate where he said, well, I said, how can the universe be past infinite? And he said, well, how can your God be past infinite? And I said, well, we believe God's timeless, which by which I meant uh, infinity is temporal.
2: Right. Infinity
1: is a series of passing moments that just is infinite. That's right. temporal language. But to say God is timeless is a different category. It's saying— He's not past infinite. He's timeless sans creation. Matt just didn't, just, I guess, just wasn't familiar with this language in the philosophical right. circles. And so as a result, he kept saying, well, you didn't say that till just now after we went back and forth. Well, yeah, I didn't think I had to. Yeah. But, the, but, the, but the point is, yeah, go yeah. ahead. So you, you have timeless. to eliminate
0: temporal language, mm-hmm. and you, 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 then you discuss things in terms of logical priority, mm-hmm. right? And so God's knowledge of what he will do and his choice and self-determined, uh, no prior determinations for God because there's nothing, you know, there's nothing prior to God. So all of his determinations, the choices that he will do, uh, coexist with his knowledge that he will do them. <clears throat> and if you want to give a logical priority t- to that, does his logical... Uh, does his foreknowledge of what he will do is that logically prior than his determination to do it? That would be right. the, that would be the question or is his knowledge of what he will do given his in it what we call his free knowledge given the range of options that he know that mm-hmm. he can do that mm-hmm. he will do in any given circumstance you know mm-hmm. his knowledge of that coincides what he will do and what he in fact does is what he does is self determined decided to do it. So there's no there's no determinism in there. The knowledge doesn't the knowledge of I will do this in time you know is not causing him to do that. He knows the, that
1: that's what he'll do because right. that's what he will in fact do and he has right. foreknowledge, but it's not his knowing it that makes it so. Right. Knowledge isn't causal even for God, right. even for himself. But there's actually another point that I want to layer on top of that brilliant uh, explanation and it's this that um, There are two things I said in my opening statements when I explained what libertarian freedom was, and this was in the first few moments of my opening statement. I said libertarian freedom is the ability to have done other than whatever I ended up doing. Mm-hmm. In other words, at time T, I really did have more than one option available. Yeah. But I also said, or, that you're the originator of your actions. See, this you-could-have-done-otherwise thing is called the principle of alternative possibilities. If you're reading the journal literatures, yeah, yeah, it'll see capital P-A-P, PAP, principle of alternative possibilities. But that is sufficient but not necessary for libertarian freedom. All that is necessary, what is sufficient and necessary for libertarian freedom, is that you're the originator of your actions and that nothing external to you, be that nature, God, or anything else, or determined yeah. that you would do whatever you ended up doing.
0: Or even your influences. Because this came, this one of the reasonable yeah, commenters. Nature. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, but they might not recognize that. Okay. <laughs> uh, one of the comments was, it's not like you make decisions in a vacuum and nobody ever... F- f- Libertarian free will advocates never claim that you do. It's just the influences don't determine your choices. They influence That's that's Yeah, you
1: can choose among your influences. Right. And if you say, well, yeah, but what caused you to want to choose one thing over the other? Go ahead. You caused you to do it. (laughs) And if you try to press it further, all you're doing there is begging the question in favor of determinism because what you're saying is... No, because determinism is true, something must have determined you. Right. When whether determinism is true is the very thing we're discussing. Right, right. So, so. The, but, but the point is, um, you, this whole business about you could run back the clock and do it different, or you know, Matt saying, "Well, I don't." You could, that's absurd. You run it back, it's like uh, Groundhog Day or something. You run it back, it's going to be the same or whatever. That is completely irrelevant to the point. Whether or not you think you have PAP, the principle of alternative possibilities, that you could have done otherwise. All that's necessary for libertarian freedom is that you are the originator of your actions.
0: Except in Groundhog Day, he did actually do different things.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but he brought back the knowledge from the previous day, so they could get out of that. But Mm -hmm. the point is, that's a a subtle misunderstanding that people have. So does God have libertarian freedom? Absolutely, because nothing external to God is determining God's actions. Um, when I choose, let's just imagine I don't have the principle of alternative possibilities. Do I still have libertarian freedom? If I'm the originator of my actions. Yes. If I'm the first mover of my actions. And just
0: as God's knowledge of what he will do, even though he knows that he will do it. Moreover, if he's the the one who bestows libertarian freedom, which you argued, um, to other agents, right, he knows how that works. Uh, I don't have to know how. Right. but But he knows that but he would know if your if your hypothesis is correct, that he is the self-determiner of all of the things that he knows that he will do when uh, on a theory, when time begins, and then he performs <clears throat> the action in time that he knew that he would yep. logically prior to the creation of the cosmos. So his his knowledge doesn't determine his actions. Knowledge doesn't cause his actions, and his knowledge doesn't uh, of what I will do when time, at time, whatever. Uh, doesn't cause me to do that either. Mm -hmm. There's no connection there. There's no necessary connection between his knowledge of it and my self-determining performance of it. Right.
1: Now, if the atheist wants to say, as some of our uh, theologically differing friends would say, that, well, now you're just describing compatibilism. You're saying that you're responsible, you're the one taking the action, uh, but you could not have done otherwise. Well, first of all, I do think we have the principle of alternative possibilities most of the time. Yeah. And I I think God has that in circumstance. We could go down that rabbit hole. But anyway, the bottom line is that if you want to say that's that's different, no, because here's the thing. On naturalistic determinism or even theological determinism, there is something external to the agent yeah. that is determining his actions. God's decree, right. deterministic decree. Yeah, or on naturalistic atheism, the universe the somehow uni- dominoes. Yeah, yeah. But, but but dominoes either way. But when we say no, you're the originator of your actions. We're saying no, you. Even if you only had one option available, yeah. you were the one that that chose to act. Right. Whereas on nothing forced you.
0: Compatibilism argues that uh, the, theistic compatibilism argues that God determined you to do it, and that's compatible with your freely choosing to do it, which is not what we call compatible. Now, if you want to not commit an equivocation fallacy and say that the choices you make are compatible, not the philosophical term compatibilistic, that would be equivocation fallacy. Mm -hmm. But if you want to say the actions that you freely chose in a libertarian sense are compatible with God's purposes in the cosmos, that is not compatibilism. And yeah. I think a lot of our Calvinistic friends who don't understand philosophy because they're too busy dumping on it to actually learn that it's absolutely necessary for them to do any theology at all. Yeah, they think that. That's how they understand it.
1: Yeah.
0: And, if and, that's your understanding of compatibilism, welcome to libertarian free will. Yeah. But if you're just saying your free choices are compatible with God's purposes, right? He
1: found a loophole around Soterio, man. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> but but I. I but you can't even escape telos language because when you talk about naturalistic determinism, your free will is compatible as determined, determined, agents determine things, right? Right. Dirt has no intentionality to it, right? You know,
1: space dust does not. This is one of my reasons know. in the kalâm for why yeah. why that that why it is that this spaceless, timeless, non-material, sufficiently powerful something that's the cause yeah. needs to be an agent is because there was no determinism in play. So whatever this is must have had libertarian freedom. It couldn't be indeterminacy because then it, we then you couldn't, like nothing complex would happen. It would just be, it would be, you know, who even knows and how could you even have it in a timeless state? But with libertarian freedom, it it would have to have libertarian freedom and that agents have that.
0: One more thing before we... Well,
1: wait a minute. One last thing about that before we move on, if I remember what it was. (laughs) Nope. Oh, yeah. Is people said about our last podcast, and I just noticed this now, is they said, well, these guys, they just agree with each other. And, and they just think they're right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, you think you're right or else you wouldn't have written that comment. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that doesn't
0: uh, make any sense. One other thing. And is, we
1: used a lot of big words. Those guys just thought if they used a bunch of big words. Yeah, the word salad.
0: <laughs> actually, word salad, if you ever watch. But someone
1: literally yeah. said about the last episode, they're using all these technical complex words. Doesn't make them right. I agree with that. It <laughs> is but true. But that's not why
0: we're using, yeah. that, that, we're, you know, those are the terms of right, the field. Right. Yeah. You know, again, go back to. If you uh, read the journal articles, yeah, you'll see stuff. Stop commenting right. on YouTube and read some books. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, the word salad thing. Now, one of my favorite TV shows uh, of the aughts, uh, is that what you call the 2000s? The, I have no idea. The knots or the something like, I don't know. Uh, the the 2000s, last decade. The last decade was Boston Legal. Okay. And I had never heard of word salad until I saw uh, Boston Legal where uh, James Spader's character, Al, Alan Shore, uh, he jumbles up his words, but he starts talking not, like literal nonsense, not coherent sentences. He thinks he's saying something, but it comes out like, like Apple microphone coffee mug. You know, that's word salad. And it, apparently it's a condition.
1: It's just stringing a bunch of words together that make no sense but right. sound sophisticated. No,
0: not it doesn't sound. Microphone, coffee cup, sports coat, mm-hmm. you know, cheese, optimist, prime, shield. That's not coherent, yeah. right? And word salad is a real thing that can inflict But that's what they're trying to say or, right. we're doing. Right, which I think is kind of offensive to people that actually may have word salad you know oh you're saying
1: it's a like a it's actually a it's a condition
0: that some people have so Uh, just another
1: slur towards people that have disabilities right um
0: but it's a is but yeah that but i i don't see how they get to the conclusion that carefully constructed propositions that you're right. Been around for centuries.
1: Because if it ain't broke, don't fix it.
0: You know, <laughs> carefully constructed right. are not word salad.
1: Where is this debunking of the kilometer everybody's yeah. on about? Where has this happened? Oh, this has been answered a long time ago. No, it hasn't. Yeah. And 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 the athe- the thoughtful atheists that like are philosophy professors don't think so. And you know what? Else? Like they they have these sophisticated things, but they're like, if you just think there's some slam dunk. I'm not saying that all of them say that, but when you know that they, they, they realize this is this is a decent argument that needs to be dealt with and it's difficult and whenever somebody points to and again I like Matt Dillahunty this is no slight to Mm -hmm. Matt Matt Dillahunty did I say Mike Dillahunty there's no slight to Matt there's no (laughs) slight to Matt but when people point to Matt and they're like oh I bet he was salivating when Braxton brought the Kalam man he's destroyed the Kalam so many times honestly I, I researched this and there may be something I'm unfamiliar with. It wasn't in the debate for sure, but what I what I think it boils down to is three things. And and I don't blame him because the the kalam is difficult. Yeah. Where are you gonna go with the kalam? Right. You're stuck. Th- th- so what does he say? Either I won't engage with it because the kalam isn't an argument for God, which completely disregards the fact that it's a case that begins with the kalam. Yeah. So th- I won't talk to you about this because it's because it's not an argument for God, which uh, sounds like, frankly. A retreat from the argument. Yeah. Um, or, okay, I'm going to go all the way through this with you, but it's not God, it's pixies, which he can say is a reductio ad absurdum, but I'm fine to go with that because that turns into God too, as we saw in the debate. Right. The third option is, I don't know.
0: So what what is happening here is uh, because it's undefeated, mm-hmm. the folk... Mythology that they're trying to develop is that it was defeated a long time ago. Right, where and if they keep calling it dumb, people will actually they, they're hoping that this will actually catch on. Right. Sorry, it won't catch on because every time it's trotted out in a debate, it carries the day. So right,
1: and yeah. and here and here's the thing about I don't know because I do want to talk about this. Everybody's listening to my show for very our show for very long knows that I say. I don't know, I love I don't know. I don't know is a chance to go learn something. I don't know is wonderful, and if you're talking to someone and you're trying to reach them for Christ and they ask you something you don't know, don't say a bunch of garbage if you don't know. Say, I don't know, and go figure it out. Here's the thing, though. First of all, if you're having a debate and you don't know, then why are you agreeing to debate something that you don't know about? Okay. Except to say you don't know either, which is presumptuous. And second, here's the thing. It's one thing to not know. It's another thing to be presented with good reason to believe something that seems that is impossible to get around, like the like the impossibility of a past infinite universe. Yeah, that is just impossible, right? And to say about that, well, I, I don't know, I don't know. No, what you mean is you don't know what to say in response to that. Right. It doesn't mean you don't. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like a refusal to engage. You say, well, isn't that the honest thing that he should just say, I don't know? Yeah, but then I'm wondering, what are we doing here? Yeah. You know. Or if he so, doesn't know or he just doesn't want to say, you're right. Um, right, which I don't think so. I think he thinks there's something wrong with this here, and I, I can't psychologize him. But I'm just telling you, stuff like that, well, Braxton shouldn't have been kept pressing him so hard on this infinite. There are people who say this. Go look at the comments. He just kept pressing him on this infinite past thing. Yeah. Why did he keep pressing him on that? Matt said he didn't know. Okay, but, but Matt's this game is not me trying to convince Matt that Christianity is right. true. That'd be nice. I'm trying to convince them, the third party yeah. listening. Right. And what they need to see is there is no good explanation for this, and that was what was demonstrated. Yeah,
0: so Matt doesn't know, so let's engage in a Socratic dialogue and ask a number of questions to see if we can come up with an answer. I, I get that you don't know, so let's try this. Is the reason you don't know because of this? Uh, how do you explain this? How do you explain this? Uh, and you, you can... He may not know, right? Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you can't explore it and to see why he doesn't know. Because you can start eliminating things for him if he will talk it through with you.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, That's the reason you do that. And all we got was, well, you're not a physicist. How is that a response? First of all, this isn't a physics question. It has nothing to do with physics. This is a philosophical point. The impossibility of a past infinity has nothing to do with physics. The fact that physics has to deal with You know, the origin of the universe and what's the nature of that is fine, but then they have to start doing philosophy, and they're not good at it generally. Some are. Now, I've been very animated, and we've got to close this out because I've got to go do Soteriology 101 show now. Check that out. But I do want to say this, that I've been really animated. I've been a little bit aggressive. And for you who are fair-minded skeptics out there who really do want to know the answers, thank you. Thank you to all of you who said... That I think maybe that went the theist way. I think maybe that you know that yeah, this guy was really prepared. I know you don't believe. I know you're not a, a believer, a Christian or a theist or whatever. But thank you for number one the kind words and the kind and sensible engagement. And forgive me uh, for being a bit aggressive. Uh, but if you do a show on YouTube comments, it's going to get snarky. I mean, that's yeah. the only way it yeah. goes. Yeah. So, so
0: uh, yeah, and I, I I want to invite fair-minded skeptics and atheists and agnostics and whoever else. Uh, There has been a great conversation in the West since Homer, you know, and great minds on all uh, sides of these various debates have contributed to this wonderful body of literature we call the Western canon. And I think it's good that these conversations continue uh, in a civil way. Polemics gets in the way of conversation, right? Uh, polemics is political grandstanding at, at the end of the day um, yeah
1: the, the theist is mentally disabled that doesn't help us yeah. or That's saying just... <laughs> the atheist is mentally disabled yeah. except um, I don't see people saying that kind of th- okay maybe they do uh,
0: Yeah. Uh, well and again I, I know as I said at the top of the show there are some awful Christians you know that, that have, they just want to uh, howl at the moon on YouTube as well they've howled at the moon at me they've howled at the moon
1: at Layton Flowers um, Layton Flowers is currently howling at me to get done with his show. Right.
0: So we are we are interested in, genuinely in the conversation. like that Matt wants to ha- show up to Baylor and have these kind of conversations. Hope that th- these conversations continue. So uh, the YouTube place, no. Sorry, that's not where productive dialogue takes place. Uh, for the most part, it does sound like you're having some headway there with a few. I them, agree
1: uh, with Matt that, in general, the YouTube yeah. comments are uh, right. ridiculous. So. Anyway...
0: Uh, we do have other podcasts at part of our consortium, uh, The Narrow Path with Steve Gregg. He has mm. a call-in show, takes questions about the Bible or really just anything. We have a Soteriology 101 with Light and Flowers, and we have the Bible Bro Down with Matt Chisholm and Billy Windland. Uh, you can check th- them out. Uh, and, of course, if you want to learn informally, you can continue to uh, watch other programs on our YouTube channel or go to BrexitHunter.com. He's got some articles and uh, audio lectures and things there. Uh, we also have a seminary that we represent, Trinity College of the Bible Theological Seminary. You can find that at trinitysim.edu, where you can learn formally uh, from him. And we don't and from him, yeah. And you can audit classes or take classes for credit. Either way, it's fine if you want to audit some of his. Uh, if you're interested in Braxton Hunter's apologetics, you can honor uh, audit his. Uh, Problem of Evil, course. What does he have to say about that? What does he have to say about apologetics methodology? Uh,
1: what, or, the, what does he... or if you want to, or you could go to the yeah. Pentateuch. We have a class on the Pentateuch and the historical books if you want to get into yeah. the genocide in the Old Testament and ah, slavery in the Old yeah. Testament and all that stuff. yes so things to say um, about all
0: that stuff. So. Yeah.
1: Um. So uh, also, uh, if you'd like to become a patron and financially support what we're doing here, Uh, You can click somewhere up here somewhere and uh, go there. Or if you're listening by audio, you can go to patreon.com slash trinity radio. Again, sorry for my snarkiness. I really am a lovable little fuzzball. And we'll see you next time on Trinity Radio. This is the last one. Okay, well, I do think that if you do seem to have a, a, a belief about something that seems almost impossible to doubt then you are uh, justified in affirming that and believing that until someone gives you good reason to believe that that is not the case. So I do think that's true. This notion that you should believe something until somebody changed your mind is actually a fallacy.
2: Now, I, I happen to be fairly convinced that I live in the real world and that I share experiences with other people, but that's mostly because I don't think that my brain has written every wonderful song or been every obnoxious caller to the show. So I'm fine with the notion that I share space with other people uh, until somebody shows me differently. Th- this notion that you should believe something
1: until somebody changes your mind is actually a fallacy.
2: So I'm fine with the notion that I share space with other people uh, until somebody shows me differently.
0: If you would like more content, click here and keep watching Bible studies click up here. And finally, we want you to subscribe. We need more subscribers, so click here.